This is Greg Keaton from When the Heavens Locking Down podcast. Today is Friday, 29th of October, 2021. Haven't actually done a podcast um, for over a week and a half because I haven't been well. And no, I haven't had COVID. I've had the flu. Yes, the old-fashioned flu. That's what I've been down with. And this is partly related to what I'm going to be talking about today is about COVID and the church because after all this is about church and revival and I believe there is a connection here. What I want to do is go straight into this and give you facts that you're not hearing on the media um, that is actually banned on the media. Facts that are given by um, top experts in their fields, um, virologists and epidemiologists, okay? Um, that the media are censoring. These doctors and professors are being censored by the media. They're being ignored despite their qualifications. So let's look at some of these facts as it comes to mind. And again, we look at the church response um, to these things. Is this a pandemic in the first place? I believe the answer is no. Now, having said that, do I believe COVID-19 is real? Yes, I do. I believe COVID-19 is a strain of the coronavirus, which it is, just like the flu and the cold is a strain of the coronavirus. Um, when it comes to the PCR testing, the inventor of the PCR testing said that um, he never invented PCR testing to test for COVID-19, that it just wasn't suitable. And yet this is what they use all the time. Also, when you're uh, given a PCR testing, um, the PCR testing cannot tell the difference between a flu virus that you have, a cold virus, or COVID-19. But now, most of the times, it's assumed it's COVID-19. You know, folks, the flu virus has not just simply vanished. But in the last two years, you would think it has. Did you know that every year, at least 350,000 people worldwide die from the flu virus every single year. Not just like here, there and everywhere, but every single year, over 350,000 people die from the flu virus. It's true. And millions upon millions of people are affected by it, as I have been recently. The symptoms are almost the same as I have had to. And I know it's a flu because I've had it before. But again, you're not hearing of anybody getting the flu um, at all, are you? It's always COVID, 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 COVID. Everything is COVID and fear, 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 fear. But for the flu virus, did we shut down businesses, society? No. Did we bring up mandates saying you can travel here, but you can't travel there, that this is essential, this is non-essential? No, that hasn't existed, okay? Another thing about the PCR testing is that it can't tell the difference between a live virus and a dead virus. They pick up antibodies with the PCR test in your body and those antibodies are produced by your immune system in fighting against viruses. So the virus could be alive that's inside you, but it may be gone, finished off by your immune system. But this PCR testing cannot tell the difference. And so you have to isolate and do all these things and again, fear, 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 fear. We did not do this with the flu. So the PCR testing um, is not reliable, okay? It can't tell the difference, as said, between COVID-19 and the flu and the colds. This is facts and given you, it is not made up. This has been told by top medical experts, but these experts are not being listened to by the media. Uh, Facebook, um, YouTube and Twitter close down their accounts. They suspend them when these experts say anything against the COVID-19 narrative. Um, and that is wrong. 
Um, that's why you're only hearing one side of the story as you listen to the news. You've got to be um, much more uh, clever than that. Also, they talk about uh, COVID deaths. You know, I believe at least half, if not more, of these so-called COVID deaths are not related to COVID. Um, if someone has COVID and they have cancer or a heart problem or diabetes and they die, they'll say they die from a COVID-related death. But that is not true. Now, I have a friend who died a couple of years ago um, and he had cancer. But while he had cancer and uh, they said he only had a very short time to live, uh, a couple of months or whatever, he ended up getting a chest infection. And because he had cancer and his system was weak, <coughs> excuse me, he ended up dying quicker. Now, did he die from a chest infection? No, he died from cancer. If he didn't have cancer, he would not have died from a chest infection. Most people who get chest infection do not die from it, except somebody who's very, very weak or has some other underlying health problem, okay? Same with this COVID-19. People who have cancer, diabetes, something like that, and if they have to have COVID and they die, they'll say they die from COVID-related deaths. That is not true for most of the time, okay? It's not true. They die from something else more serious than that, but that the covid um, which is a type of a flu virus, just made them weaker and died quicker, all right? But if they didn't have cancer and they didn't have heart problems or diabetes or whatever, uh, which is the most common reason for people dying um, um, from COVID is that you have these serious health problems. If they didn't have these things, they wouldn't have died, okay? And we also know that from the start, we were told, and it's true, that at least 80% of people who get COVID have no symptoms. That is not a pandemic, like I said at the start. 80% of people who get COVID don't even have symptoms, okay? And then you have 15% who will have symptoms. Then you have 5% who have to go to ICU. And then you have even less than 5% or whatever it is that may die from it, particularly if they're old or healthy, vulnerable, all right? In fact, you have a 99.9 .9 chance of not dying from the COVID. And as you get younger and younger, that is nearly 100%. These are facts. But as you listen to the media, which is all about fear, 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 they make it look as if, as if the debt percentage is like 70 or 80%, which would be a pandemic, but it's not. Now, the Spanish flu, which came out in 1918, they say killed about 50 million people. And that's a lot of people, isn't it? But that was back in 2018. The world's population back in 2018 was only 2 billion. Today, it is nearly 8 billion. It was a quarter of what it is today. So that was much, much, much bigger. And higher rate of people are dying, say from cholera or the bubonic plague or the black plague. I mean, whole towns and families were wiped out overnight. That has not happened with this COVID-19 virus. That is not true. Again, I believe COVID-19 is real, um, but I do not believe it's a pandemic. And I do not believe that we need to shut down society and do all the things they've done. And the consequences of this fear factor of believing in the COVID-19 as a pandemic is, of course, as you know, they've shut down things. They've also neglected um, um, uh, people medically. To give a couple of examples, um, a, a woman, uh, a young mother, um, who had a couple of kids that went to the Blessing Number 1 school where one of my sons goes to, um, she died from cancer. And you say, well, what's that got to do with COVID-19? The reason why she died from cancer was because of the COVID-19 restriction hospitals, they were not seeing other people um, if you didn't have COVID-19. If you, didn't have, you don't have COVID-19, even to this very day, they're not really interested in you. It's all COVID, 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 right? 
If she had been seen to in time when the cancer was young and weak and benign, she would still be alive today. But because she was not seen to until it was too late, she died a young mother in her 20s with two young children. This example could be told by the thousands and the thousands all over the world that people had been neglected medically because of COVID-19. How was that acceptable? My, my wife's father had a heart attack and they basically kicked him out of the hospital because they were only seeing COVID-19 patients. He ended up in a nursing home or something like that, some care place for a while. It was terrible. His, um, the, the children had, the grown-ups had to protest and then it got him in again. But the time in between where they kicked him out of the hospital and he wasn't seen to was crucial. And basically he died eventually because of neglect. And again, this has happened over and over again. The, this myth that um, do what we say it saves lives is a lie. You're, they are not saving lives. That's not including about people who have taken their own lives because of all these restrictions and lockdowns and stuff like that from suicide. I mean, it is terrible what's been going on. But again, these are the facts. Now, here's some facts that came out recently again. Um, Harvard University, which is a atheistic college, used to be Christian a couple hundred years ago with the likes of Jonathan Edwards as his president. But, um, it's incredible how that's changed. But I say that, they say that it's not a Christian college. And they did a, a research um, and did a peer review study. And they looked at countries, including their own country, America, and states and cities. Um, and they saw a correlation, uh, a connection, um, that those countries or states or cities that the highest vaccination rates also have the highest infection rates. And that is true to this very day. Countries like Ireland, countries like Israel, high, high vaccination rate. Ireland has like, what, 92%? We have a very, very high infection rate. So it has Israel, so has other countries. And yet, who are you blaming on the spread of the virus? The unvaccinated. And that is not true. And fact, just the other day, in fact, yesterday, I saw an RG that a British study actually confirmed what I'm about to say here. And the British study showed that vaccinated people are passing on the virus. Yeah, they're passing on the virus. Now, of course, because they're biased and they don't want people going against the vaccines, they try to play it all down. Oh, it doesn't have that serious effect, all that kind of stuff. But people, you see, yeah, folks, have short memories. At the start of this whole thing when the vaccination came out, they made it clear that if you took the vaccine, you would not get the virus. They did say that. They have now changed that. Oh, you won't get very sick or you won't be hospitalized. Well, even saying that is not true either. Did you know the other day, for example, RGE said 43% of people in the hospitals, in ICU now, not just in hospital, but in ICU are fully vaccinated people. So not only are they getting the virus, but they're very sick in ICU on ventilators and yet they're fully vaccinated people. Colin Powell, a previous Secretary of State under the um, George um, Bush administration many years ago, he died recently of COVID in his 80s, but he was fully vaccinated. And these stories could be repeated over and over again. But guess who they're blaming on the spread of the virus? Unvaccinated people, despite the unvaccinated being the minority. So really, if this was real science, the countries with the highest vaccination rates should have the lowest infection rates, but it is the opposite. 
So the evidence has shown that vaccinated people are actually spreading the virus, particularly the Delta variant. And there's another variant topic coming out, and there will be more and more, just like the flu virus. But they said that these vaccines had an at least 95% efficacy rate, or 98 and even 100%. They don't. And there's evidence now that, again, that countries with the highest vaccinating rate are actually spreading the virus quicker and more rapidly. Also, um, Israel, uh, about a week ago, and you know, some of the smartest science in the world are in Israel, believe it or not. And they came out with a peer review study. And they saw, said that our natural immune system in our bodies is seven times stronger against the COVID-19 virus than the vaccines. And even Dr. Fauci, who's also known as Flip Flop Fauci because he is changing so much. That guy is not trustworthy. He said at the start, you do not need to wear a mask. It will do nothing. And now he's changed, telling people to wear two or three masks. Um, this is not based on science, of course. This is based on pressure about control and submission. So in Israel, they have concluded that your natural immune system is seven times stronger than the vaccine itself. Wow. But do you see the media talking about this? No, but this is facts. This is not conspiracy. They want you to believe that people talking like me are conspiracists. That we're given misinformation. This is why they closed down, as I said, the social media platforms for people like me or people including highly qualified doctors. They are closing their accounts down. They're censoring them, calling it misinformation. There was a debate between Senator Rand Paul in America, in the Senate, he was basically questioning Dr. Fauci and grilling him like he should because of so many inconsistencies. And just by what he asked him, that was censored by the social media platform. Now, this is a public debate in the Senate, and this has never happened before. They censored him. Absolutely incredible because it goes against the narrative. They call it misinformation. This is what's going on, folks misinformation you're being you are being blocked from here the other side of things now this is where it gets even more serious dr michael yeadon is a the former president of pfizer international right pfizer biotech pfizer of course is one of the vaccines that people have taken and <coughs> excuse me dr michael yeadon has said don't take the vaccine he goes further than that he said for every one child that dies from COVID-19, which is, of course, very rare because they're so young and healthy. But this is what he said. For every one child that dies from COVID-19, 100 will die from taking the vaccine. Now, this is a guy who knows what he's talking about. He's been part of the company. He is a top medical expert. The guy who came out with the invention of the Moderna vaccine, the mRNA vaccine, says do not take the vaccine. It will be deadly. It is an experimental vaccine. Vaccines normally take between 10 to 20 years to be studied and peer-reviewed to see the long-term effects. These vaccines were made in rapid speed, less than five months. Um, and you cannot trust vaccines that were rushed through like that in five months. You need to see long-term effects, right? So these are two experts from Moderna saying, don't take the vaccine. It's deadly. And the former uh, vice president of Fires Biotech said the same thing as well. Our own Dolores Cattle, uh, Professor Dolores Cattle has said, and she again, she, this woman is an expert in biology, and she's been censored. 
Um, but before this, she was never censored. I think she was a professor or maybe still is in UCD. She has said that people who take the vaccines either will be dead in the next one or two years or will be very, very sick and have major side effects from it. Wow. This is where it gets even more serious to today. The CDC, which is the Centre of Disease Control in America, they have a website called VAERS website. Now, I think it's spelled either V-A-E-R-S or V-A-R-S. You look it up. This website has been there for many, many years where people would log complaints or effects or even deaths from um, vaccines or medicines over the years. So it's it's, it's an official website. Um, the number of deaths from uh, logged because of this COVID-19 vaccine is over 20,000 today. 20,000. And thousands upon thousands about serious side effects. And yet, they say that only 1% um, of people report the deaths or side effects on this website over the years. Only 1%. And yet 20,000 have reported deaths from taking the vaccine in America alone. In Europe, this figure is almost identical with millions of serious side effects. But you know what the media are saying? And of course, these vaccine companies, there is no evidence of these deaths. There's no evidence of these side effects linked to the vaccine. That is a lie. It is a lie. So this is what's going on. These are some of the major facts um, that are real, that you're not going to hear on the main media. But the church is silent about these things. And in fact, I believe the church is mostly taken in by this great deception, even promoting about taking the vaccines, rushing out to take the vaccine, boasting on their social media page, individual Christians, I'm taking the vaccine, this is great. Pastors saying, praying for the role of the vaccines. But nobody's speaking out about against this. And what about the tyranny um, of the mandates and lockdowns and restrictions? Isn't it amazing how intelligent this virus is? You know, of course, I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek here, right? Um, that the virus won't get you if you go on an essential journey or essential work, but it'll get you if it's unessential, non-essential. How stupid can we be? But people are accepting this kind of stupidity. A virus is a virus. It doesn't care and know anything about if you're going on an essential journey or not. Now, they just opened the nightclub recently, right? These are wicked places to go to, of course, right? The whole atmosphere, the whole music stuff, the whole dress, the drunkenness, immorality, right? And that's okay. People here will be dancing together here, close up, and drinking all that kind of stuff. Oh, we'll have a one meter distance. Oh, yeah, of course they will. But you weren't allowed to have church together for a while. You weren't, and you, you know, you're limited what numbers you can do here, there, and everywhere. But that's okay. How stupid um, can, can you get when you believe all this stuff? This has nothing to do with science. And let me ask you, you know, you go check any medical school around the world and where will be in their curriculum that's, uh, um, that it's a medical practice to keep a six metre distance? You'll know, you won't see it in the curriculum in teaching or to wear a mask. You won't see it. You will not see it. That's why, again, Dr. Fauci said at the start of this whole pandemic, you do not need to wear a mask. And he was right. But for some reason, he changed his mind because I believe he's under control uh, of higher powers, particularly in governments around the world. This man is not a novice um, doctor. This guy is near retirement when he said that. And it's, it's, it was on a, a public uh, interview that you don't need to wear the, the mask because medically this has never been heard of before. 
you know, and this six, uh, two meter distance, no medical school teaches this, none, okay, um, this is about control and doing what you're told, and some of the stories of where they've controlled people and arrested people is just brutal and way over the top, you hear the stories in Australia and New Zealand of the control and that the, the police and the soldiers, even the army have been used to control people so they can't leave their houses. It's unbelievable. And um, the, the um, New Zealand Prime Minister, that woman Jacinta Ardern, I think her name is, has basically come out and said there are two classes of people that we're dealing with in our country. Two classes of people, they're vaccinated and unvaccinated. It kind of reminds you of Nazi Germany a bit, the Jews and the non-Jews. This is, this is where it's going and this is what they're doing. Again, they're blaming the unvaccinated um, on the spread of the virus despite the high uptake of the vaccination in those same countries. Blaming the unvaccinated. That is not true. It is not true. Now, I listened to a Christian talk show the other day and I'm going to recommend you to listen to this one as well. It's called Crosstalk. It's on VCY America. They have a website with that name, Crosstalk VCY America. They're also on Sermon Audio. And they had an episode re uh, recently called Tyranny Flexes Its Muscles. And he interviewed a pastor from Canada called uh, Dr., uh, sorry, uh, Pastor Arthur Pulowski, um, a in, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And he, 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 what happened to him was back in May this year, the police entered the church building during, a, during the Easter service, which, which is illegal to do what they did, try and stop the service because they weren't, weren't doing a social distance, wearing, wearing a mask and all that stuff forever and keeping the numbers down. And the pastor told them to get out. He called them Nazis, Gestapo, and they got out. It's, it's, it's well recorded. You can hear it, you know. But then a few days later, they arrested him and his brother, put them on their knees by a SWAT team. An unarmed pastor with his brother, they waited until he was out, away from the church, a few days later, had him handcuffed on their knees by a SWAT team. Unbelievable. This is how wicked Canada has become. They've arrested other pastors too, but his story is probably the most well-known. And so this pastor put his story up on the internet. He's been, he did interviews like with his crosstalk people and others uh, before um, to highlight the tyranny um, and the excessive power these people are using. When the judge heard about this, he was livid in Canada, this judge, this liberal judge. He was livid and well, he berated this pastor. How dare you go on the air show and, and say all these things, you know? And then he was told that, um, to this very day, he was told basically that when he speaks, he gets up behind the pulpit or speaks in any radio show, he used to say that the vaccines are safe and effective, that mask wearing and social distancing is the right thing to do. Tell them what to say. And the pastor said to him, I will not say such things. This, this is like communist uh, Poland, which he came from. You can probably tell by the name Palowski, because he grew up in communist Poland. He said, I've seen the exact same thing here. And he says that when he arrived in Poland, he was told by the authorities many years ago, come here to Poland, you have absolute freedom, you won't face the restrictions you faced in Poland. And for the first few years, until two years ago, that was true. But that has now changed, you know. And he's been warned not to speak on any radio stations um, against what's going on. And during the court case, the pastor pointed out to the Prime Minister of Canada, who was caught breaking the COVID-19 rules um, for the same reasons the pastor was accused of. And the pastor said to the judge, look, he should be sentenced too, and we can share the same cell, you know, save the government money. 
And the judge was livid when he said that. How dare you compare our Prime Minister to what you have done? So the Prime Minister, Prime Minister basically um, was not punished or arrested whatsoever, but the pastor was and has been given warnings. And he could be, uh, he could be sent to jail any time now. So listen to that podcast because the pastor says, he's obviously talking to an American uh, conservative uh, radio host. He said, this is come to America if you don't do something about it. If you stay silent for me, um, then this is going to come to America and this is going to come to Ireland. And the churches are staying silent. The pastors are staying silent because they want to be politically correct. They don't disturb anything. They don't offend people. Our freedom literally is at stake here. And the church, once again, is silent. Homosexuality is being pushed into schools and society and the church is publicly silent. This is not right. If you're against the vaccines and the whole pandemic thing, you're not even, you know, you can't, basically can't talk about it in church because it causes trouble. But if you're forward, you're allowed to talk about it. It's a bit like when Trump was around as president or running for president, you're allowed to speak it against and Trump is this horrible, ogre, monster person. Um, but if you're for him, you're not allowed to say that. This is this this censorship is affecting the church, you know. Um, again, when the homosexual referendum was coming out, I was I was basically told to speak quietly, whisper because some people in the church might be offended. They're struggling with homosexuality. Don't talk about it. And I'm thinking, why are we being told to be silent or speak quiet in church? If this is if this is if it's this bad that you can't speak about it publicly in church, then we really are in trouble. Well, folks, we are in trouble. The church is silent about many things and it's getting worse and worse and worse. The story back in World War II, which is well known, this church used to meet together in a house and at the back of the house was a railway line. And on the railway line, a train went carrying condemned Jews to the concentration camps. And as the train went by, the Jews would be screaming for help and men, women, children all squashed together like ants. It was terrible, like animals in a, you know, cattle river. And they'd be screaming, you know, and so, you know what the church did? They decided, let's sing louder to drown out our voices, which is what they did. That was their solution. They did nothing. They were, you might say, well, there wasn't silence, uh, but they drowned out the voices. Um, so they wouldn't hear the condemned Jews cry. And I think the church is doing the same today. We have a Christian rock music, which is getting louder and more drum beat all the time and then we have Christian rap music we have all kind of stuff we're having a great time but where is the holy presence of God where are the men of God that will speak the truth like this Arta Palowski who is telling us already if you don't speak now you're going to lose your freedom because what's going on about this whole pandemic thing is about control and it is freedom of speech it is going by the day so the church as well, we'll just go meet to get, uh, together on Sunday and Wednesday and do our usual Bible studies and uh, powerless sermons as usual, which has no effect upon our society, which it doesn't. And you'll have a great time. But out there, Satan is saying, that's great. You do what you want to. I have control out here. You know, during the Roman Empire, you know, the, the Roman Empire, Nero or Caesars didn't really mind the Christians practicing their religion of Christianity as long as they didn't um, speak about it publicly and say that Nero wasn't God or Caesar wasn't God or condemned them for their sin. Once they stayed quiet, they could keep their, their nice, benign, weak Christianity to themselves. But when Christians start speaking publicly and saying that oh, Jesus Christ is Lord and that this sin is wicked and, if you, and that Caesar is not God, that's when you face death. That's when you're thrown into the Colosseum to face 
um, these ravaged animals. Is when the church spoke out publicly. And of course, back then they did. Today, it is very rare you will see a man of God stand up publicly and say, Thus say the Lord, repent of this wickedness. Homosexuality is wickedness. It's an abomination the Bible uses, the King James Bible uses, which I think we all should use because it's accurate and direct. Abomination means it makes God sick. That's how strong the language uses. Where do you hear preachers do that today? They might say it privately in a meeting with Christians, but they won't put it on the internet because they might be kicked out of the building or they might be fined. The church leaders are silent and wickedness is taken over because we are silent. We're silent about the whole COVID thing. It is just, despite the lies and the misinformation, the censorship that's going on, the deaths from the vaccines, the side effects, serious side effects, um, all these things. You know, lost people are actually being more vocal, even though they're a minority. They're more vocal about what's going on, um, speaking out against the government and the tyranny and the, the, the lies than the Christians are. What shame. So, we need revival. We need men of God, particular leaders of their homes and the churches to get on their knees and repent and confess their shame and their fear of man. Oh, we need men of God full of the Holy Spirit to be raised up. Maybe you'll be one of those men. And ladies, pray for men to be raised up. Every great revival or every great revivalist that the Lord has raised up in different countries over the years, there's usually a praying woman behind them. You know, I used to go to Life Baptist Church years ago and the pastor's son was rebellious at one stage in his teenage years and it didn't look good. And one day the pastor's wife was praying on her knees in the kitchen for her son and the doctor walked by, they said to the mother, you're wasting your time um, praying for your, the son or her brother. But it wasn't a waste of time because that son now is now a pastor and God serving God. It's the praying women is so powerful and so um, it happens so much in revivals. We need men are meant to be leaders of the church, not women. Uh, men are meant to be pastors, not women. It says the husband, one wife, and yet women are becoming pastors and deacons. It's wrong. It's heresy. We need godly men raised up. You know, one of the signs of heresy and rebellion in Israel was that women would be ruling over them, it says in the book of Isaiah. And we have that happening today. We need godly men raised up that can say, full of the Holy Spirit, thus saith the Lord. Speak out against this tyranny. And just to finish off, I have a book here um, that I've been reading. And it's basically letters written by condemned men before they're executed by the Nazis. And one of these uh, stories is about a man called Pastor Paul Schneider. Maybe some of you know about the story. He was a uh, pastor in Germany. And he was told by the Germans many times, the Nazis, to stop preaching, uh, leave Germany, leave the Rhineland, but he wouldn't do it. So he ended up going to a concentration camp and then he was eventually um, killed with a lethal injection. So he was. Um, and one man said after his death um, that he was guilty of silence, but he said, but there was one man in Germany who he could not accuse of being silent, and that was Pastor Paul Schneider. Now, the man who said this about Paul Schneider, I don't think was even a Christian. But he recognised that even in the concentration camp, Paul Schneider spoke out against the, what the evil Nazis were doing to their prisoners because they did some really horrible evil torture, including to Paul Schneider. But he spoke out against it, not just for himself, but for others. 
he wasn't silent till the very day of his death. He did something, he tried something, when many others did stay silent. Evil will prevail when good men say nothing. That is what we're dealing with today. The church is in need of a spiritual revival. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their lands. That is a great need. That is a promise from God for God's people, not for the lost. Will you be one of those people that will humble yourself and pray and see God's face and turn from your wicked ways? Will you be one of those people that will stand up like Pastor Paul Schneider and speak out against the lies and the evil um, and the control that's taken place before it's too late? The church, I believe, is crying out for such men. You know what? I want to be one of those men. I'm not in that place to my shame, but I, I really do want to be. I think any man worth a soul wants to be a hero for his family, for the church, for society. Well, I certainly want to be. I want to be a spiritual hero. And of course, all glory will go to God if that is the case. We need men of God to speak up. But it's not happening. There is silence going on and it is not right. It is evil. So we need to get rid of politi this political correct preachers and pastors and these trendy ones. They, they, they do nothing. It, it achieves nothing. We don't need more sermons. Sermons are not wrong, of course, and Bible studies. We need a great awakening. We need to be on our faces pleading for God to pour out his spirit to bring a great awakening among God's people before it is too late. And I mean before it is too late. So thank you for listening. Just bear in my heart. It's been on my mind for a while, but I cannot stay silent any longer. Um, this is the great need of the hour. Um, it's all related to the church is silent about many issues and the COVID-19 vaccines and the mandates and the control and the tyranny is obviously the most current one. And listen, these guys are not going to give up their power. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. So you stay silent and you can have your nice cushy church services, but eventually they will come for you because you're staying silent. Don't be silent. Speak up. You know, there's no honor in being a coward, is there? There's no honor in being staying silent. To me, it's a shameful thing. I feel shameful and dishonor as a Christian that I'm saying nothing. Um, I want to do something. I'm asking God to do a supernatural work in my life that I'd be willing to lay down my life if it may be or whatever the cost may be so that souls will be saved but the church will be awakened from this evil that's taking place before the Lord Jesus comes to take away the church. So please consider these things I'm saying. I am doing it in love even though it may seem direct and bold wherever. But I long for the church to waken up to these things. So thank you again for listening. Please pass this message on to other Christians. Um, that would be great. And um, we'll see you next time.